Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. We're going to have a good time today over the next hour because I recap my experience at the Princess Half Marathon Weekend events last weekend. Pam, Scott, and Ricky were all three unavailable, so it's just you and me. But don't worry, it's not all running. I talk about the stuff that happened during the 10K and the half marathon, but I also talk about why Disney's Coronado Springs is such an amazing place to stay for a race weekend or just for your next Walt Disney World vacation. I also went to El Molino over at the Swan, a fancy Italian restaurant for the very first time. So here are my thoughts on that. We went to all four theme parks and Disney Springs, had a great meal at the Boathouse. They had a new uh, item on the menu the night we were there. Lots of fun adventures, and I talk about why our podcast family is better than anything going. It's inspiring. It makes you be the best you can be, and and really, we have a great thing going here, and it's because of folks like you. So I really hope you enjoy this kind of different show today, but I hope it's a good one that you'll really like. Don't forget our show is always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan that Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. Just swing by themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all this podcasting possible. I love doing these shows. And it's because of your support that I get to do this. So a sincere thank you to each and every one of you. If you'd like to support the show, you're going to get a bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest, kind of like today's show. I tell stories every week. Get in on it. It's patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2247 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Hope you had a rocking week and that you are ready for another great weekend. I sure am because last weekend I was down running the Princess Half Marathon events and having a good time down at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort, which is what this show is going to be all about today. We're going to have a good time talking about that. But this weekend, I'm also going to be out of the studios. I'm headed up north this weekend to Schaumburg, Illinois, and to Chicago. Schaumburg's a, sh- a suburb of Chicago. Mallory is filling in for her all-star cheer squad, which we got away from for, for a year here as she did high school cheer. But some injuries and some other things have popped up on her old squad. They needed a back spot. So here we are. And we're heading up to a big competition on the outskirts of Chicago. One of my favorite places on the circuit, though, because they have amazing restaurants in this area. One of the places I like to go up there in Schaumburg is Uncle Julio's, a great Mexican place, and Giordano's Pizza. I'm hoping to eat well this weekend and see some awesome athletes and all-star cheers. So I'll be up there and... Also, we're hoping to head up to Chicago proper to see the University of Illinois Chicago women's basketball team, the Flames, wrap up their regular season. 
up there in Chicago because we've had season tickets to the UIC women's basketball team up in Chicago all season. Haven't made a game. I wonder why we have season tickets. Hmm. Somebody asked us if we'd buy a family pack. We did. We just never made it up there. We saw an away game down in Springfield, Missouri, but maybe this weekend we'll get to use our tickets one time before the season goes away. They weren't that expensive. It was just a way to support the squad. So this should be a great weekend of cheer and women's basketball, we're hoping. So uh, this Sunday night for the live show, it could happen. It might not. It depends on how the schedule falls with cheer. If they make the finals, how late the finals would be on Sunday because it's a five-hour drive home. I'm going to try to make it, but we might not have a live call-in show this Sunday night. So just stay tuned to Twitter. I will keep you updated, but I want to have one. But of course, family first. I want that for all of our listeners, and I have to do that myself. And, uh, you know, with, you got to understand, when you get to be my age, the, the kids grow up so quickly, 26 and 15. And remember, Mallory was two months old when this podcast started. She's now getting ready to get behind the wheel. It is insane how fast this whole thing goes. And so I got to enjoy these moments because, you know, she's not really doing all-star cheer. We get one more event and I'm excited to watch that. So we'll try to do what we can and I will be here if possible. But if not, please do uh, understand the circumstances and we'll be back next week with a live call-in show. But today, let's talk about not this weekend, but last weekend. And let me just ask you to, to maybe help me out today because... The other crew is not here, right? Because we had some circumstances come up. Scott is still down at Walt Disney World because I'm recording, obviously, on Monday. I just got home about 18 hours ago from Walt Disney World. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm still recovering from a wild, fun racing weekend. Pam Forrester is wrapping up a mega long stay at Walt Disney World today as well. She's still down there transitioning resorts at this moment. That's why she couldn't join us. She's switching over. I believe today, I think she's going from uh, Margaritaville over to Saratoga Springs Resort. That's why she is not here and she's getting ready to come home in just a couple of days. So she'll be back again next week on the show. And Ricky is going to join us. Well, she joined us on Wednesday's podcast, but she wasn't there, of course, this weekend. So I thought, you know, give her the day off. And we're just going to talk about the uh, my stay because it's mostly my thoughts. So let me just tell you about this show. It's going to be kind of like Mike in the Midwest. This is going to be me and you talking about my thoughts on things. However, I do have the phone lines open. If you were there and you have five, seven, eight minutes to share about the Princess Half Marathon weekend, you could talk, you could talk Expo, you could talk 5K, 10K, Half Marathon, overall feelings of the weekend. If you want to get in, the phone lines are open, but I do ask that if you call in today for this show, that you were at Princess, just so we can keep things on topic. This isn't going to be a live call and show like on a Sunday night. Those are those are great. And those can be about anything you like, but this one's going to be focused on the Princess Half Marathon weekend from this past weekend. So if you want to give us a call, it's 407-413-9395. The phone line is open. If you want to share a recap, thoughts on any of the events, if you were there from Princess Half Marathon weekend, but I'll have the phone lines open. But until then, oops. Until then, let me talk about my thoughts on Princess Half Marathon Weekend. Again, if you're calling in, you had to have been there and you had to have been a part participant in the races. So uh, we'll take those calls. All right. So I went down and I flew on a very early morning flight on 
Thursday morning. Of course, the events start on Friday with the 5K. You have the 5K on Friday. You have the 10K on Saturday. And you have the half marathon on Sunday. So that those are the events for the Princess Half Marathon weekend. The expo starts on Thursday. So I flew down first thing in the morning on um, Thursday morning, 5.20 a.m. flight from St. Louis. I'll tell you what. I don't know if it's the the economy these days and I because I've taken this flight now three times in a row because I took it in January. I took it um, as well when I went down for that uh, Magic for Less event that we did a few weeks back and I took it down for Princess and I thought when I booked these flights a while back, these things would be empty, right? Who is crazy enough to fly at 520 in the morning because that means you got to get up like at 245 in the morning to load up your jeep with your bags drive there park your car on the I always park on the seven dollar lot which is the furthest away from the airport get on the little shuttle van drive you know get dropped off at the terminal two, go through security all that stuff it, it's one of those things you would think that it's too inconvenient for people to to take this flight However, this flight has been sold out all three times. I have taken it in January and in February twice. So it's the cheapest flight of the day, which I think is the hook. That's what gets me because it is significantly cheaper. I save about $300 by flying on this flight other than other ones. So I think that's probably the thing. But hey, time is money and you land at about 8 35 in the morning so you get the whole day now the trade-off with that just so people are thinking because this is general trip planning advice there's positives and negatives to everything right you get that full day when you get there like thursday i'm on the ground at walt disney world by 9 30 or 10 o'clock in the morning i mean i've made it to actually i looked on my watch i made it to Coronado Springs, it was 939 because Uber said I would be there at 941 when I ordered my Uber. It was 939 because we beat the time. So think about that. You have the full day. However, here's the trade-off. You are tired because you got up at 2:30 in the morning. And here's the cumulative effect for a race weekend. The next few mornings you're going to get up early for the races to get on the buses as well. So that's one of those things that yes it's a good thing I, for me it was a money saving so it was worth it but you do have to remember that yeah getting there early yes you do get the full day but you are kind of tired that day and sometimes your room is not ready when you get there and it might not be ready until three in the afternoon so you can't can't count on like grabbing a quick nap when you get there now that is ideal because my room was ready one time last time and i grabbed a quick nap and that was great i took a nap for like an hour and a half Boom, went out, had lunch, and had a great day. It worked out perfect. But if your room isn't ready till three in the afternoon, that's kind of bad. So just saying that you got to remember that. Now, here's the other thing about a race weekend. And I want to address this right off the bat as far as runners. So all the runners rally around because I think we all share this idea. It's the expo, and it's this new idea of the virtual queue. And so if you don't know what this is, well, everybody, Disney fans, all of us know we have experience with virtual queues, right? They've most recently done it at Disneyland with uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We've gone through this with Guardians of the Galaxy, still do. We've done this with Rise of the Resistance, uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, so forth. Very headline attractions. They're doing this now for, for the non-runners, just so you know, 
they're having a virtual queue for the run Disney official merchandise. So like I have a hoodie sweatshirt on here. This would be something that would be purchased at the location where the virtual queue takes place. It's where you get all your, for this weekend, all your princess uh, half marathon. I did it jackets and t-shirts and this cap I have on today. This says run Disney, all the general, you know, all the stuff that says run Disney branded stuff, uh, Christmas ornaments, you know, that the really cool stuff, the runners high in demand. It, it's all in one building and it's got a virtual queue. Now here's the problem with that. There's a couple of problems. There's more than a couple, actually. It's it's not good. They need to fix this. One is that you have to check in for the virtual queue. I think it's like at eight o'clock in the morning. I'll be honest, because I've never done it. Because with this flight, I'm always in the air when the time goes live to check into the virtual queue. And you have to be within a certain distance from ESPN Wide World of Sports for it to work. I, I, I've heard different numbers. I think it's around 40 miles ish. I've heard. I, I don't know the official number, but it, you got to be in the general vicinity. And actually, to be honest, I was in the air flying over Disney Springs because I was looking down at the characters in flight balloon when the time went live at eight o'clock in the morning this past time. So I could it have worked. I had Wi-Fi because I purchased Wi-Fi. I don't know. It's one of those things. I should have tried it. But anyway, Scott was on the ground, so he checked me in because he had gotten there early because of the big snowstorm. He went down early, stayed at Pop. So he was there on the ground, made it great. So he got us a spot. We were spot number 22. So group, basically boarding group 22 to go to the, to go to the uh, expo. Here's the issue with it in general. And we all know this because we've gone through this with the attractions. This is going to drive your entire day. Because you don't get a time to return for the expo. You get an approximate amount of minutes until they expect that you're going to be going in. So you can kind of you can kind of approximate when you're going to go in. So we thought, well, we'll probably get in about 10, 1030, which worked out fine for me because, you know, I was I got to Courthouse Springs about 20 to 10, checked in in my room. My room was ready, by the way. We'll talk about Coronado in a second. It was awesome. But uh, Scott had a car, so we came by and we went over. We went over to to the Expo Wide World of Sports. So it worked out okay for us this time because we got a decent time. We got a lower boarding group, or we got a lower number for the Expo. However, at Marathon Weekend, we had a number in like the 80s, so we didn't get in until about I think it was like three or four in the afternoon, and this totally screws up your whole day because. What if you were going to go to dinner early that night? You know, because again, the events start early the next day. You got to be on a bus at three o'clock in the morning. You're getting up super early. So a time shifts way early for runners on marathon weekend. And the one thing you want to have is control of your schedule. And the virtual queue blows that out of the water. The second problem with that is even with our spot at 22 boarding, you know, I keep calling it boarding group, but group number 22 getting in at about 10 30 or 11 o'clock in the morning we waited 45 minutes in this holding room this there's like a you go into the building and then there's a picture on my instagram of this room that has a bunch of taped off switchbacks we waited 45 minutes in that room 
to get to to get to where the the you know items are where you can do your shopping and do your purchasing now the items were great they have they, run disney always does a wonderful job with their merchandise they have lots of stuff there um you know it, it was fine it, lots of stuff to purchase uh, not always enough i think in certain categories one thing i wish and i've heard a lot of people say and i agree with this i wish they would let the runners buy things first especially things like challengers jackets um i did it shirts i wish there was a way that you had to show like a bib or a registration or something so that the runners that are registered for the races get the first opportunity for example like i didn't get a chance to purchase a dopey challenge jacket at marathon weekend and i mean it wasn't the end of the world i didn't complain about it too much but i would have liked to and i bet you people bought that early and again i was there day one i was there ready to go i couldn't have gone any earlier because i didn't get an early enough board you know arrival group i checked in as soon as i could but i got a group in the 80s and i ran dopey i ran 48 miles and worked my rear end off and yet i could not get a jacket to commemorate that event and it bothers me that possibly somebody and i don't know if this is true but possibly somebody could have purchased a jacket that was not running the dopey challenge and put that on ebay just to make a few bucks that you know like they have no skin in the game i think the folks who are out there sweating and you know have sacrificed throughout the year putting in runs on treadmills and you know cold mornings out there when it's dark and getting chased by dogs throughout the year and you know have got Gatorade stains on their shorts throughout the summer because they're training and working hard for these events. The runners should have some way to have first dibs at purchasing things. I know you can pre-purchase things. That is something you can do, but also you should be able to go in per person, maybe for a few hours and be able to, they should set aside some for the runners. I just think that would be, that would be a, a kind thing too. That's just a suggestion, but also I think the virtual queue should eliminate this this 40 45 minute wait that we had right isn't that what a virtual queue is technically supposed to do it's supposed to you're supposed to be waiting virtually in another location not in a line not in a physical line well we had to wait till our time came up about 10 30 or 11 go check in get into the building and then wait in a physical line for about 45 minutes so it's it's still a work in progress now that's probably my only nitpick about the entire weekend They've done this twice. And you know what? Our podcast is not perfect. We're always working to improve. And I hope Run Disney, and I know they're hearing this, and I know that they're always looking to improve. And I bet you they will. For Spring Surprise, maybe it'll be awesome. It'll be better. And, and the thing is, Spring Surprise is not a huge Run Disney weekend. It's a great weekend, but it's not to the scale of Marathon or Princess. So it's a great option, a great opportunity to possibly try a new way to do this because i just think runners should be able to get in there and, and have a first dibs. i think too i have no problem with the old way pre-covid if you wanted to get there at eight o'clock in the morning and stand in line for two and a half hours before the expo opens and want to waste those two and a half hours but you want to be first in line so you can get in there buy what you want and get out you know and be done by 10 30. that's more power to you you know what? I think you should be able to do that. I, I totally think because it's in your control. You now have control with a virtual queue. You lose control. I think you're you're it's more of a lottery as to when you can go in. So that's just my two cents on that. But the merchandise was great. It was awesome running into many of our listeners and lots of old friends at the expo. It always is like an old family reunion. Um, I will say uh, the bibs 
were nicely designed the shirts were very nice um you know i i have no complaints it was it was a good time over there the one thing that scott kept mentioning as we were wandering through there is that you know with this virtual queue you see people kind of camping out like under trees almost like picnicking at, at espn because they get there and you're waiting until your time comes up to be able to go in to grab your run disney official merchandise because you can go get your bibs anytime you want you can go get your t-shirts anytime you want you can go to the vendor expo area anytime you want that's fine but you can't go in and purchase the run disney stuff which is let's face it all the run all the runners want to get that stuff so everybody's kind of camping out it is kind of funny looking because you know that's why people are kind of hanging out under these trees drinking beers and eating pretzels and stuff it's it's pretty cool it, it's it's as wild though but i just wish they would let let everybody have control maybe come up with a better system anyway let's get to um what else so i stayed at coronado springs i mentioned that earlier i picked coronado because i kind of booked late in the game and this was the best place i could find with my discount for these dates and let me just tell you and plus i really like coronado <laughs> i'll be honest coronado it, it I was going to mention this if I had the ladies on the show or I knew Scott wouldn't be on the show because I knew he was going to still be down there. But the point I was going to make about Coronado is that this might be the best secret at Walt Disney World that is in plain sight. Like, you see the Grand Casino Tower from World Drive. You know, it's right across from the Swan, the Dolphin, the Swan Reserve. I mean, it's right there by Epcot Resorts Boulevard, right by Fantasia Gardens, right by the studios. I just don't hear a lot about it, though. And when I was there, I was just happy. From Thursday till I checked out yesterday, I was happy at Coronado Springs. Now, at Coronado, I've stayed in the tower. I've stayed standard view. I've stayed water view in the tower. And the tower is nothing but deluxe awesome this trip i was solo i was not with anybody i was running races so i wasn't going to spend a ton of time in the room so i just booked a standard view non-tower room so i was just you know i went i went the lowest cost i could go but i was still at coronado and i made this resolution back on the resolution show at the beginning of the year that this entire year i'm not going to put any requests on my on my rooms and i'm just gonna let fate decide where i end up so i did that for this trip and of course if you're non-tower you got three choices at coronado you got the casitas you got the ranchos and you got the cabanas and i'm usually never in the cabanas so i, I, I just keep thinking i'm gonna get the cabanas because i'm just for some reason i don't get them and i'm like i'm due I'm like you, you're gonna get it this time because you, you just haven't had it for a while so I check in and, you know, I make small talk with the cast member because I hadn't, I, I still had to pay my balance. I didn't pay that off early. And I was just, uh, you know, hanging, I arrived, you know, get dropped off by the Uber at the Grand Casino Tower anyway. So I was passing through and I was get my magic band checked to make sure it was good to go. So I didn't have to walk back all the way from wherever I was. And she's like, oh, here's your room number. And I was like, oh, is that in the cabana? She's like, no, it's in the ranchos. I was like, oh, okay. It's cool. Cause I, I really do like the ranchos. The ranchos are awesome. If you don't know, the ranchos are kind of back by the dig site pool. I think they're the coolest looking of the three. Just I, my aesthetic, I love the look of the rancho section. They got all the cacti and stuff and the big rocks. 
So I get a room and it's in building six B, six Bravo. And it's on the first floor and it's a corner room. And I'm like, yes. And number one, it was ready at 9.45 a.m. The angels should be singing when you got up at 2.30 in the morning. That was because I did when I get there for those flights, I tell them, I tell the cast member, I'll take any room. I don't care where it is in the resort. If it's ready right now, I'll take it because I'm not married to that. I'm not in the room that much. When I'm solo, I don't care. So I get this room. It was a great location. It was a uh, 6547. I think it was a corner room uh, building 6B first floor. Great. And uh, kind of over by the uh, is right by a bus stop. The bus stop three, I believe it was. And just really, really enjoyed it. Here's why I think that people are sleeping on Coronado. I went down and enjoyed meals at El Mercado del Coronado. I still call it Pepper Market in my head. I had breakfast there every morning. Uh, the breakfast bagel with like sausage, egg and cheese, sometimes bacon. Um, one time I had the the big grand fiesta breakfast bowl, which is not in a bowl. It's on a plate, but it's like eggs and green peppers and cheese and all kinds of goodness with some sausage. Um, they have great desserts there. I had a um, caramel de leche uh, cheesecake there one night. We had ice cream. Scott had ice cream there one night. I had Mickey uh, ice cream sandwiches, uh, cupcakes. It's it, it is a it's obviously a step up from the modern from the value food courts because back in the day when it was pepper market it there was actually a gratuity at this at this food court because it was not a food court it was kind of like food stations like you went around and it was kind of like they prepared your food at these different stations they don't have that anymore and it's not that fancy but the food is dang good there and so if you think about the overall fee, what the offerings are at Coronado, just dining. So that is a really good, just go grab something. <coughs> Excuse me. You also have Cafe Rick's, which I have a problem with Cafe Rick's, which is the little like bakery and it's got sweets. This place is the biggest tease on Disney property. Let me just tell you why. If you're staying at Coronado, they have this window. It's right next to Panchitos, which is their gift shop, which you know, they have a great gift shop. Great gift shop. Very underrated. They have a lot of Coronado uh, branded merchandise there that's fun. They have Tommy Bahama stuff. They have just all kinds of good stuff. They even have groceries, even though they're not really a DVC. Anyway, back to Cafe Rick's, which is kind of like the little grab and go bakery little place. It's a tease because they have this window right on the main hallway where they put all their baked goods. So they'll have like the pink donuts. They'll have uh, cinnamon rolls. They'll have danishes, uh, all the stuff that you want to destroy, right? Baked goods are awesome. This place is only open like 15 minutes a day. It feels like it's open whacked out hours. And like you think, okay, it's got to be open right now, right? It's like in the early evening. It's a great time to go get something like a cinnamon roll and a Coke Zero, something, nope, not open, gates closed. This place has the weirdest hours. I don't know why, like, the rules should be, this place should, it, it only takes a couple people to run it. It's super small. You got a checkout area at the end, and you got a couple people maybe working where the food is, you know, and they, they make coffees and stuff, and they have ice cream. 
maybe four people, five people max need to work this place. This place should be open like from seven in the morning till midnight because it has the stuff that you crave early, midday, and late night. And it's always closed. And, but when it's open, they have great stuff. So it's like when you see it's open, it's like hitting the jackpot. But I do like Cafe Rick's. Okay, so that's kind of a side thing. Think about this. They have a sports bar and their sports bar is good. They have great wings. They have lots of TVs. They have lots of sports bar food. It's like ESPN club, just smaller cafe or sorry. That's Rick's. That's not cafe Rick's. That's Rick's club and lounge right across from the El Mercado del Coronado. Great atmosphere. Great sports bar food. Nobody talks about that. That's there. You also have Maya grill, which nobody talks about anymore. We ate there one night. Uh, Scott made an ADR there. And I'll tell you what, it was not busy at all. We had an outstanding meal at Maya Grill. I think four of us had the fajitas. Scott had some fish tacos. We had some chips and we had some guac. Scott and I both did margarita flights. He did the premium. I did the, the original margarita flight. We had a great meal, great conversation. You got the, the smooth jazz guy comes around with the guitar. He's amazing. We got our picture with him as always. I'm just telling you, people never talk about Maya Grill. I have never had a bad meal there. I mean, and I love Mexican food and I go to a lot of Mexican restaurants. This is top, top stuff. It's so good. The chips were even just outstanding. They had some kind of flavor on them and it's not it, it, my fajitas were $26. That's not much more than we pay here in St. Louis. So it wasn't very expensive. I was very, very, it, I've always said Maya grill is one of my favorite restaurants on property. And this just reinforced it again. The atmosphere is great. The food is outstanding. The service this time was outstanding. It was easy to get the ADR. Just don't sleep on Maya grill. It's a great place to dine. And I think everybody can find something they like on the menu. It got a little crazy there about five years ago. The menu is now something everybody can find something that is very, very good. So you got Maya Grill. You also have three bridges <clears throat> out in the middle of the lake. Now, I didn't eat there, but it's always happening. It's a very cool vibe. So that's an option to dine. You have Toledo at the top of the Grand Estino Tower. Again, tapas and stuff like that. It's, this is all in one moderate resort to dine. You have all these options and you have the Laguna bar right out there on the waterfront at night. Uh, it, it's, you know, the, the, the Laya bar, I think it is up top by, but Toledo, you have the Barcelona lounge in the bottom of the grand Asino tower. It's this place has so much going on. There's so many things happening here. It's got two fitness centers. It's got one in the casitas. It's got one in the tower. This is just, it, it's, it's just a place to be. So if you're ever looking for a place to try out on your next Disney vacation, Coronado Springs is right. It, it's hiding right there in plain sight. People are not talking about it in many times. Let me just tell you many times you can get a non tower room for less than the other moderates and barely much more than pop century. So I'm just saying, I know that people like to be on the Skyliner and the Skyliner is awesome. I'm not saying it's not, it is a huge convenience. If you're going to spend a lot of time at the studios and, and, uh, Epcot, but Coronado, I, just the background music when you're walking across the bridges. Cause I stayed in the ranchos, which is on the far side of the resort. But now that they've built these bridges because of the three bridges restaurant, 
you can cut right across the lake on these wooden bridges, these wooden walkways. And they have this background loop playing on the bridges. And it's this guitar music, the Southwestern, like it just sounds kind of Mexican, you know, this, uh, this background loop's awesome. It is just so chill there. It's so beautiful. You got the dig site pool with the bar out there. It, it I can't, I can't tell you enough about Coronado. It was a wonderful, wonderful stay. So I loved it. Great place to run too. And speaking of running, I didn't get in the 5k. So Scott and his daughter ran all the races. They ran the 5k, Emily. And so they got up on Friday morning and ran the 5k. Now here's the funny thing. I didn't get in the race. I didn't even think to sign up for it. Cause I just was going for the challenge, but I got up and of course ran on Friday morning. And of course, if you're running the 5k, you gotta get up super early and get on a bus, like at three o'clock in the morning. I got to sleep in until 5:15, which that's on a run Disney weekend. That's totally sleeping in because the races start at five. So I slept in until 5:15 in the morning. I got to run six miles and it was a super foggy morning at Coronado Springs. If you look at my Instagram, like it got foggier and foggier and foggier every lap around the resort because I did seven laps around the resort. And by the last lap, you could not see the Grand Estino Tower from the other side of the resort. That's how foggy it got. The tower disappeared. So it was kind of nuts. Um, it, but it was a great morning to run. And the funny thing is, is that Coronado was so close to Epcot that you could hear the, the announcers announcing people in for the 5k as I was running. So I was amped up. It was getting me excited because I could hear everything happening. So I was super excited for that. So I didn't run the 5k, but I got to run that morning and got to get my shower. And by the time I showered and got my breakfast and Scott and everybody was ready to go, and uh we had a good day there so i believe that was the day that we went to i'm looking at my photos here we went to animal kingdom so let me pop that back uh let me see here I'm trying to remember everything goes so fast i can't even remember it it was only a couple days ago the order of events here let me pull it up so there it is there was that foggy morning there was scott with his he ran as a mouse that morning so that was kind of crazy yes that was the morning we went to Animal Kingdom. We had a lot of fun over at that park. Um, <laughs> we rode Triceratops Spin, which I have not been on that ride in quite a while. Oh, and I bought a lizard head. It was actually a dinosaur head at the dinosaur shop. While well, he and Emily were riding dinosaur, um, I figured, well, I'll wear that for the 10K. We're the lizards. The dinosaur is kind of a lizard. I'll have fun with that. That's why I had the dinosaur on my head for the 10K pictures. We had lunch at Satuli Canteen. I just can't say enough about the protein bowl there. It's awesome. But that point, I'm telling you, on Thursday, or sorry, on Friday, Animal Kingdom Park was a nut house, especially uh, Pandora. I mean, it was craziness over there. There were people everywhere. But we uh, we just went in and grabbed some lunch at Satuli. Of course, mobile ordered and had a good time there. Got to meet some listeners from Indiana. Shout out. Thank you for listening to the show. It was, uh, it was a great, great chance to talk on the way out of the park there. Uh, what else did we do that day? So that night we met up with a famous podcaster and her husband named Pam Forrester. And we all got to have dinner at the boathouse. And that was kind of fun. We, uh, we went over to Disney Springs. Scott picked me up in his minivan that he was renting. And we went to the boathouse and we had dinner. So at the boathouse, this time, I'd never tried this before. I usually get the filet sliders, but I tried the, the, uh, the cheeseburger that they have there with the those fries are so good. 
those fries are so good. And um, I'm just saying that was a great meal. Now they don't have, I think it's called the Gibson burger, which they're famous for. They don't have that on the menu anymore, which Steve Pam's husband is a huge fan of. And he was giving the waitress a hard time in a funny way. He was not being mean about that being off the menu and that he was going to create his own, that he had pepper jack cheese in his pocket and that he was uh, using the jalapenos from the, the fried jalapenos from the uh, the calamari appetizer that he ordered, which came with that on the side. But I will say that cheeseburger, because he got it too, the cheeseburger was, oh, it was so tasty. So I can highly recommend the cheeseburger at, at Boathouse and the fries were outstanding. Uh, that day they had just launched a new beer that's that's uh, exclusive to the Boathouse. And Steve and Pam and, and Scott tried it. And they said it was really, really good. Um, I had another old fashioned, which again, I had never had one until Scott got me one after the full marathon in January. Very good. Um, and we also, they brought us a Rasmataz, which is their signature drink. You've probably seen it in their social media. It's that blue drink that has the duck floating around, the, the rubber ducky floating around in it. That was tasty too. We tried that as well. So that was very good. It was a great meal. And the boathouse is just one of those places where, at first i thought it was like stuffy but it's not we were loud we were having a good time just sharing stories we had a long meal we just kind of sat around and talked about because we caught up i hadn't seen steve in a long time pam's husband pam's been down here forever so we were catching up on everything they've been doing over at margaritaville and all their adventures working and so forth and we were talking about you know what we had planned and um, you know, just a great place to just kind of sit around with friends. We had an outstanding server, and uh, yeah, just a good good meal there. So after that, of course, you got in the night with a sweet treat. We went over to Sprinkles, and I got this new cupcake that was their featured one right now. It was the cookie cupcake, and it had icing that tasted very much like cookie dough. And in the cupcake itself, it had uh, chocolate chip, uh, chocolate chips, in, in the cupcake. Oh. It was so good, except I saved it until I got back to the room. And so right before bed, I decided I was going to destroy this thing, you know, before I went to bed for the 10K the next morning. And I took one bite of this cupcake and it just crumbled all over my bed and I had crumbs everywhere. So that was a terrible idea. So don't do that. But it, I was staying, you know, of course, I'm the only one in the room. I'm by myself. So nobody told me not to do that. So I did it and it was just a big mess. But it was totally worth it. That cupcake was awesome. So if you're down there in the next few uh, few weeks, I think it goes away at the end of March. The cookie cupcake at Sprinkles was solid. Okay, so that was that day. Next, it was the Princess 10K, which was my first race because I was running the Fairy Tale Challenge, which was the 10K and the half marathon. Again, I wore the uh, the dinosaur head, which was a lot of fun. Got out there early in the morning, got to see a bunch of the lizards. Thank you, everybody who said hello. And we got to get together, get our picture before the race and got to get out there and run 6.2 miles. I'll say the weather was outstanding for all three races. We got very lucky. It was very warm, record-breaking heat uh, over last weekend during the day, like during the heat of the day. But for some reason in the mornings, it wasn't too terrible. It felt pretty comfortable because again, you run before the sun comes up for the most part and the humidity doesn't kick in until the sun comes up. So it wasn't too bad. It was pretty comfortable. And the course for the 10K, my favorite part of the 10K course is when you run through the boardwalk area. I love that. You go through the studios a little bit, 
which is fun. But the boardwalk area is my favorite part of the course. It was great, you know, being cheered on. You saw random people that, that would, you know, say hi along the route. Um, great characters on the course. I never stopped for characters, but I love seeing the characters as I go by. Uh, you know, DJs out there. And of course, I, I say this every race weekend. The Run Disney race announcing team is absolutely the best in the essence of what Run Disney is about. You got Carissa, you got Riley, you got John Pelkey, and the other, the rest of the team. They're they're always sharing inspiring stories from the corrals. That's kind of what Riley does. He goes around and finds people that are running because of uh, overcoming op personal obstacles in their life, or maybe they're running for somebody who doesn't have the opportunity, who maybe you know, the running in memory of somebody or the running because somebody doesn't have the ability to run themselves. The stories that he shares and the passion that he has to be able to get these stories out there, you can tell it's genuine. Those kind of choke me up in the crowds. They get me excited to run. They make me realize, you know, I'm nervous about running six miles or 13 miles. You know, I'm worried about, a, you know, is my knee going to be okay? And he's telling stories about people that have overcome cancer battles or they're running because somebody's, you know, taking chemotherapy right now back home like how blessed am i that i'm being able to stand on my own two feet at 4 30 in the morning in walt disney world and get to do this and, and carissa said something as well you know someday i won't be able to do this but today is not that day and that day and that's so true there will be a day where i cannot do this anymore but it's not yet it's not today and that gets me fired up every time and john pelkey you know he he's the kind of the the comic relief, but he's also inspiring. I love the way he always recognizes first responders, military, teachers, nurses, frontline heroes. Like he, he, you can tell that that is super important to him, and that's super important to me, and that that is awesome. So I just love our Run Disney announcing team. That without them, the, the weekends wouldn't be near as special. So the 10K was great. Um, one of the things that I love to see, and I hope Run Disney never goes away from this, is the gospel choir at the last bend before you go down the chute. I love that. I always get my selfie with them, and they're always fun. They always help me out and get in there and, and get in the picture with me, which makes my day. And I saw that my time was going to be a lot better than Marathon Weekend for the 10K, and I kind of wanted to... You guys know I was kind of down because the marathon really kind of destroyed me i i didn't train well i had a bad knee for marathon in january and it just didn't go the way i wanted i was glad that i got through it i was thankful but you know some runs are better than other runs and january just wasn't what i was hoping for and that happens I've, i'm an athlete i used to pitch in high school and stuff and you know some days you just have it and some days you just don't <laughs> and the marathon Sunday was just one of those days. I just didn't have it. I just had to suffer through it and get to the end. And I was fortunate to get to the end. But I wanted this weekend to be a little running redemption if I could. So I tried to do things a little bit differently over the past month and tried to make make amends mentally with myself. And I had an idea that for the 10K, if I could go under an hour, I'd be happy with that. If I could get in the shoot under an hour. And I started hearing my times ticking off during the race because I have run keeper running. It tells me each mile what my pace is. And I thought, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be close. I might not make it, but it's going to be pretty close. I'm starting to do the calculations at about mile four. And so I'm giving it everything I got. I mean, I am not holding back. I am giving it what I got. 
So I get behind, um, if you're a runner, I get behind that last little piece where you're running behind Guardians of the Galaxy. And I hear the gospel choir singing because you can hear them before you see them because they're on the speakers as you approach that area. And I'm like, yes, I love the gospel choir. That's the push I need to get this time. That's the push I need to finish this race. But then I'm thinking, I always get my selfie with the gospel choir. And I love that picture. That's always my favorite picture of the race. So do I stop and get my selfie? Because it's going to be so close. That selfie might keep me from going under an hour. Because I've actually like twice or three times gotten times of like an hour and three seconds, like an hour and eight seconds. And one time I got an hour and 11 seconds. That's how close I've come like three different times at Disney to try to get under an hour in a 10K. And I missed it by just seconds. And I was like, it's going to happen again. I just know it's going to happen again. I'm like, forget it. I'm getting my selfie with them. I love them. I, it's just, I'll regret if I don't. So I go in there and I got my phone ready. I like, as I was running up, I had my phone totally ready to go ahead on the camera. I had it flipped. I had it, you know, zoomed out. I jump in, wham, get the picture. And I am out like a, like a pit crew, you know, sending me on my way. And I was hauling the, the last little piece of the race. I think it's 0.3 miles to the finish because I knew it was going to be like so close. I got in at 59 minutes and 57 seconds. I had three seconds to spare. So I was totally happy with that. I made it. I got my picture, <laughs> but I mean, three seconds. What is that over an hour? Like that could be somebody cutting you off at the boardwalk. You know, it could be somebody cutting you off at, at the very beginning of the race. It was crazy but it made me happy so i was glad to do that and that was a fun race so after the 10k let's see what we did and put my pictures here uh, let me just say you have to have memory maker if you run these races because you get so many good pictures and you get quite a few bad pictures but the good news is you don't have to post the bad pictures of you you know where you're looking like death and you're you're just dying because you're so wore out and why you know uh, but you are going to get some great ones with you know spaceship earth behind you at sunrise or you know running through past connections cafe or by journey to your imagination you're going to get your finishing po uh, pictures running over the boardwalk get memory maker because you get i don't take any pictures because i get so many great memory maker pictures i don't need to i don't stop and take pictures except for the selfie with the uh with the gospel choir that's really the only one i ever take so after the race, we went back, we cleaned up. I got my bagel sandwich, my bacon, egg and cheese, bacon sandwich at Coronado. We got my shower, my breakfast. And then um, we all headed over to Epcot. Now, here's the deal. Epcot's in between festivals, but they're getting ready for flower and garden, which means they've planted many of the plants for flower and garden. So it is looking awesome. There's lots of the plants out. So I took lots of, I just walked around, took lots of pictures. And I was waiting for, I got there a little bit before Scott. So I was, of course, trying to get my picture of a lot of the flowers with the monorail going by. So I did that. I got to meet some awesome listeners from New Hampshire. So thanks for saying hi, stopping in and saying hello. Um, Scott and I did uh, some metal pictures because we had our 10K medals. So we goofed around again with the PhotoPass pictures uh, doing, doing that there. We had a good time with that. Now, here's where we made a mistake. <laughs> Lunch. Scott had seen on the app that Scott or Elizabeth, I can't remember that they had this buttermilk chicken lunch option at Riverside because Scott was staying at Riverside. 
And he's it, Elizabeth and Scott were saying, it looks like the Olivia's meal that you that you like, Mike. And I'm like, yes, yes, I do like the Olivia's buttermilk chicken because it was buttermilk chicken, uh, mashed potatoes and gravy and green beans. And I'm like, that sounds exactly like it. But it was like $14.99. It was super cheap. So we're like, okay, let's go back. And they were staying at Riverside. So I'm like, okay, let's uh, it was getting hot. You know, let's hop out of Epcot. Let's go back to Riverside and let's have lunch. Okay, fair enough. So Scott and I go in his car because he drove and the par- car was parked way, way out in the lot. So we go to the car while Elizabeth and Emily, his daughter, decide to take the bus because she's running the half marathon for the first time the next day. And she's trying to save her legs a little bit. Smart move. So we're kind of in two different vehicles at this point. We decided to mobile order, right? Because mobile order is always the way to go. So I decide I'm not going to get the, I'm like, well, we're going to we're going to have a big meal for dinner, so I'm just going to get something a little bit lighter for lunch. And I deviate and I order the Waltz chili in a bread bowl for lunch. I know terrible idea for a race weekend, right? Terrible idea for many reasons, but I love the chili and I love bread bowls. So anyway, I order that mobile order. It. Well, Scott's driving, so he can't mobile order yet because Elizabeth's ordering. He's ordering with Elizabeth, who's in a bus, so they're communicating back and forth. Come to find out after I place my order, they don't have the buttermilk chicken. It's on the app, but they don't have it anymore. That was something that they should have taken off the app, but they didn't. So we can't get this. So now we're like going back to Riverside for really no reason. And on top of that, I ordered my food from French Quarter instead of Riverside because I wasn't paying attention. So we're in all kinds of trouble here, right? He can't get what they can't get what they want. I got my order. We're at Riverside at this point. My order's ready. My screen's purple on the app. It's ready to go. And mine's at French Quarter. And I'm standing at the window at Riverside. So I tell the person at Riverside, I'm like, look, I ordered just a bowl of chili and a Coke Zero. But it's ready at French Quarter. Can you fix this? So I go, oh, yeah, we'll just get you a bowl of chili here. No problem. Here's your cup for your, for your zero. We'll just cancel it out of French Quarter. Problem solved. It was easy. However, Scott waited over 30 minutes for his food because they ordered something different. He got like pizza and they got like burgers and stuff. I don't know what was going on. They only had one person working the mobile orders. And there were a lot of mobile orders coming in. The mobile order window at Riverside was crazy. So I'm just saying you might want to at lunchtime at Riverside, just go up to the stations and not mobile order right now. I know mobile order is great, but it was just, it was kind of crazy over at Riverside, at least at lunchtime that day. And so if you're there, just scope it out. We Mobile order is awesome, but maybe if we just walked in, we could have walked up and got a slice of pizza, lickety split. It For some reason, it was just way backed up. So we got behind there and did that. But my bowl of chili was good. Anyway, so after that, we went back to our hotels, kind of chilled out for a while. That evening, we had an ADR because, again, we like to have pasta before our long runs, either before the full marathon, before the half marathon, in this case on Sunday. We went to a place I'd never been before, which was El Molino uh, over at, I believe it was in the Swan. And again, a place I have never been. And on the way, um, we took my most uh, liked picture of the trip, which was Scott and I in these furry Disney coats in the store at the Swan, which was interesting. So if you haven't seen that, I, I didn't expect that to be my favorite, the most liked picture of the weekend, but there you have it. Uh, but El Molino is super fancy, uh, in my opinion. Now, again, 
everybody has different opinions on dining and that's 100% fine. To me, I would rather go to Mama Melrose for Italian, but it's because it's more casual and laid back. I'm a very casual person when it comes to dining. I'm very much blue collar. We have a place in St. Louis that's called Pasta House. It's a chain of pasta restaurants. I love that place. I'd rather go that place to that place in a fancy pasta place in St. Louis just because that's kind of where like I grew up going to and I'm comfortable with their foods. This place was the pasta I had. It was a penne pasta. It was excellent. It tasted outstanding and it wasn't that expensive either. And we had a waiter, <laughs> this Italian gentleman that kept calling Scott boss and boss man. And he was just on it. He was a great server. Awesome. Scott got his picture with him. We actually, we all got our picture with him in the end. It was almost like a cruise experience. It was kind of weird, but I enjoyed it there and I had a great meal. It was an overall outstanding experience and I'm glad to have had it. And I'm glad Scott made that ADR, but if it was just me by myself, I would probably rather go to a place like Mama Melrose just because it was, it was fancy and I'm just not a fancy person, but I enjoyed the food to death. The food was great. I had a piece of Scott's pizza. He had a, he had a pizza. It was very good. They had bread on the table. That was good. Um, everything was good. The service was good. There's three people serving. There's a table, the, the service team of three that take care of your table. I mean, it it's really nice. There's nothing negative about El Molino at all. And if you're somebody that likes fine dining, I highly recommend El Molino. But I'm just kind of a casual guy. And I, Mama Melrose scratches that itch just as well. So, but if you're somebody looking for a very nice Italian restaurant, I cannot recommend it enough. So Scott did really well on this one. And we had, we had a great meal there, a long meal there. And then, so after that, I went back to Coronado Springs and that's when I had my uh, caramel or what it's called the caramel de leche uh, cheesecake thing that is in the um, El Mercado del Coronado. And this thing is, oh, it is heaven. I had this on a trip when I was down during COVID, like in 2020, and I love it. And I haven't seen it since, and it wasn't there the first two nights, but it was there this night. And I got it, and it's on my Instagram, and it is so heavenly, so heavenly. So the, it's just outstanding. So if you get a chance to get that, let me get the name right, because I took a picture of it. It's the Dolce de Leche Cheesecake, and it is just wonderful. So get that if you can for a sweet treat. Of course, the next day was the half marathon. So you get up super early. The buses start running at 2.30. I think Scott and I missed the picture. So I apologize for that because we got a picture with our friend Aaron and a couple other runners that were still there. We were a little bit late. My bus, the bus was really busy on the half marathon day because I went out about three. Um, and I had to wait for like the third bus to come by, but I wasn't in a big rush to get there anyway because, you know, you're going to make the race. And so we got there the vibe for the half marathon is just so fun because it's the big race and everybody's excited the weather was great and again i gave it everything i had and i wanted to, to have a good redemption half marathon so i ran as hard as i could i came in at 209 which was a good time for me it's about the best i could do um, people were asking how did the knee hold up after marathon weekend funny thing is the bad knee did really well over princess half marathon weekend but here's the deal Here's the irony of getting old. My good knee, and I'm doing air quotes here. I twisted it 
coming out of the castle where they take your picture on that ramp where you come down out of the castle and make the hard right into Liberty Square. I had all kinds of space. I got to run out of Corral A for the half marathon, which was nice because you have a lot of space around you for the most part, which was great. And so I didn't really have anybody around me for that picture for once. Usually it's jam-packed at that spot. Everybody's jockeying for their their castle picture, which I get. That's why you run the Run Disney events. It's especially that picture. It's a picture of you running in front of Cinderella Castle. I didn't have that. But I have so much shock from all the races I've run of people cutting you off, people throwing elbows right in that spot that I was I was all like skittery. And I cut that corner really sharp for some reason, which I didn't even need to for once. And I kind of like torqued my right knee, which is the good one. And I mean, it was hurting going across that bridge in Liberty Square and going through Frontierland. I remember when I was going past the Country Bears, I'm like, oh, please tell me I'm going to be able to finish this race. But it's one of those things I've learned as a runner is that you got to learn to be. This is one thing I've learned really well is you just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's one of the mantras that you have to have as a runner. You got to you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I was extremely uncomfortable. And right now as I'm recording this podcast, my right knee is uncomfortable still. But the good news about running is usually if you have an ache or a pain and you just keep pounding on it, it will go away temporarily. So I remember that by the time I got back to Cone Alley, which if you're a runner, you know what I'm talking about. It's as you go back on that road behind the Magic Kingdom before you get to the Grand Floridian. I stopped. I, I, I kind of forgot about it for a little while. My foot started hurting at that point because it was getting tired. So that that solved that problem. I wasn't worried about my knee because my foot was hurting. <laughs> That's how runners are. So I was good. I got to finish the race. I wasn't in a lot of pain and uh, got a decent time wasn't the best time but it was a decent time and i got my two medals and i will say the medals for this weekend were awesome the the 10k medal was great it was kind of an oval cinderella looking medal the the uh, half marathon medal featured uh, i believe it's right here let me pull it i didn't look at it very much it's got uh looks like moana on it with maui on the back which is very cool and it kind of spins and it's got what's that hey hey the chicken on there and it says 15 years running on it so yeah very cool i like that medal a lot and of course you got the challenge medal which had i guess it was bell on the 10k in the challenge medal which uh we got for the 10 and a half now that has cinderella on the challenge medal and it's got a clock striking 12 so it's and it's a very big medal too so the medals were great um the volunteers were outstanding this week and i think it's because the weather was very comfortable they were really peppy and excited to be out there and i was excited to thank them for being there they handed out the cooling towels they handed out the medals they handed out the nutrition boxes the bananas um the waters at the end the the, the um power aids they just take care of you like you're some kind of royalty when you finish a race you feel like you're a like you're a world-class athlete even though you're just a 49 year old dad from missouri it gives you a really cool feeling there for a few minutes which i think it's one of those things as to why we run disney is that you're treated well <laughs> you're treated like like somebody bigger than you are which is kind of cool for a little while so i want to thank all the volunteers who were out there it was a, it was a ton of fun um to, to get to do that so got great medals got great shirts 
but again the running the race team i will say shout out to riley and john at the end of the half marathon as i crossed the line they gave a uh riley gave some very kind words about the podcast and i appreciate that very much and even so john pelkey he always remembers riley our golden doodle actually Paige's dog but i claim her now and he always says mike coming across the line make sure when you get home to give a pet on the head to that Mizzou doodle dog of yours. <laughs> and that cracks me up every time that he remembers Riley, the, the Mizzou doodle dog. So that meant a lot to me. So it was great to get uh, kind words from Riley and John going across the line. It just makes you feel like you got a friend up there. And that's what, that's really what run Disney is about. It's not, it's about friendship, but it's about family. And I consider all of our lizards family because the thing is, I know that, the mental games I play with myself every time I go out for a 5k, a 10k, a half or a full at these events. Cause I run them by myself. Kinda, you know, I, I tend to not run with, I never run with Scott anymore. I never, I, I, cause the thing is I can't carry a conversa conversation while I'm running. Cause I can't breathe when I'm talking and it's hard enough for me to get through a race without mentally using the, you know, the, the, the bandwidth, to carry on a conversation i just need to focus on running and it's not to be rude but that's all i've really got and so i play these games with myself you know i'm from mile three okay i just got to get to mile four okay i'm probably halfway to mile four i can get there you know i'm always fighting these battles and i know every runner on the course is doing that but the thing is we're always looking out for each other random people will come up and just say you've got this they don't know me but I try to do the same for other, <coughs> excuse me, random runners. <laughs> I got passed by this guy that was taller than me coming into the Magic Kingdom on the half marathon, which is at about mile uh, five or so. And <laughs> he was taller than me, but he was dressed up like uh, uh, Ariel's dad. So who's that? A King Neptune or somebody? He had the whole trident. He had the big white beard. He had tights on that looked like a fin. He was cracking me up, but he came up alongside me and he's like, you got this dude. He didn't know me, but this guy, <laughs> when he passed me, which he did, I'm like, all right. I'm like, if you can do this with the beard, a trident and running a fin, yeah, I probably got this. You got this too. You're flying and you should be swimming. It's those few moments on the course. But if you haven't run a run Disney event, yeah, it was King Triton. Thanks, Judy, Jody. It, it's one of those things. It was still pre-sunrise. It was dark. It was probably 5, 12 in the morning. And it's totally normal that King Triton at about 6, 6 is passing you on the right and encouraging you. In real life, that is the weirdest context I could ever tell you. You just got passed at 5.15 in the morning by King Triton, running with a trident, giving you encouragement. Nope, at a run Disney event, that's par for the course. And that's why we do this. It's so special. And it's those memories you make out there. And it's the accomplishments. For example, Scott's daughter, Emily, ran her first half marathon. So proud of that. And... Scott kind of jokes that I, you know, I hang out with his family on all these run Disney events because I go solo, but I'm always in the back seat riding around in his car because he always takes me everywhere. And I appreciate that so much. And they always say it's kind of like Uncle Mike hanging out, you know, and I that make that warms my heart. 
But I got to watch, because again, I'm a dad of two daughters. I got Paige and Mallory. And to be able to kind of watch that family dynamic of Elizabeth making the signs for Emily's first half marathon and being there at the TTC and being there uh, where the buses are at Epcot as the, as the half marathon's getting ready to wrap up. And, and getting to see Scott as a dad share this life event with his daughter because i got to do this with Paige at adopey back in 2017 and i will never ever forget it it's one of the highlights of my entire life and scott got that this weekend and to be able to watch your best bud get to do that with his daughter i'm just i'm honored that i got to be tangentially a part of that and kind of got to see it happen very cool and run disney allows memories like this to happen i mean those things happened hundred a thousand times over the weekend for different people it's very cool but also you get to ride rides i got to do living with the land my favorite ride i got to do soaring i got to do spaceship earth i got to go on the wedway people mover um you know the thing is it, it it's part vacation because i ate at columbia harbor house before i came home got to have my i didn't get a lobster roll this time i got the trio platter i got the shrimp the fish and the chicken with some fries because Scott was headed back uh, to the to the hotel. They had run the half marathon. They were going to get a dip in the pool. I'd already checked out of Coronado because it was past my checkout time and I had to go to the airport in a few hours. So I was just kind of hanging out at the Magic Kingdom. So I sat in a table solo. Uh, you know, those tables that we all know and love right up there in Columbia Harbor House, second floor, right looking over um, Fantasyland. And just thinking about how blessed I was that I got to run these races. It was a Sunday afternoon, having a great meal. And I called my wife and, and we got to talk there because you know, I was getting ready to fly home, kind of giving her a recap of the half marathon, telling her I'll be home in a few hours and, you know, catching up on everything they had been doing over that day and, you know, really enjoying my meal. And after that, I went and had an ice cream cone at the Plaza ice cream place. And I mean, how good is life to be able to hop down to Walt Disney World for about 72, 90 hours, run a couple of races, get a few t-shirts for races, get some medals, but more importantly, make more memories and see your friends and friends that you consider family. And I'm not just talking Scott and Emily and Elizabeth, but I see so many other people that I consider family. Pam was there, uh, Steve, her husband was there. Many other folks that I consider family just come in and out at these race weekends. And again, we just got to remember that you're so lucky to get to do these things. And I remember that. And I'm thankful that we get to have this podcast. So many folks came up over the weekend to either Scott or myself. And sometimes we're, a lot of times we're together and this happened and said, Hey, Hey, I listened to the show. And again, it blows my mind that, that listeners take time out of their vacations to come find us to say, we listen to the show. Can we get a picture or share their stories? And I will say that I got to, to share a story and, and got to meet a listener there at Coronado. We were standing right outside the cabanas. Um, and she was a teacher. I don't know if I want to share her name here on the show or not, because I didn't ask her about it, but she just talked about how she's been listening to the show for quite a long time. And she's a school teacher and she never thought she could be a runner. 
just like I never thought I could. I shared the story. I didn't run my first two miles under 20 minutes until I was in my 40s. I was supposed to do that to make the high school baseball team when I was 16. I couldn't do it. I didn't do it until I was in my 40s. But she's a school teacher and decided to try to give this Run Disney thing a shot because we had talked about it on the podcast. And here she is. She's a full marathoner at this point. And in her classroom, she has 26.2 plastered in the front. Is, you know, I forgot exactly what the th- what the poster says, the motivational sign. But it's basically there to show her students 26.2 was a goal of mine that I worked really hard and I did it. Now, what are you going to do? She poses to her students. What's your goal in life? Is it going to be to be a doctor? Is it going to be to be a mechanic? Is it going to be to be a police officer? Somebody who serves in the armed forces? What is your goal? Because you can do it. It might not happen tomorrow and it's going to take a ton of work, but in the end, it's going to be worth it. And to be able to hear her story that it started with the, you know, because we talked about it on the podcast. And again, I told her the only reason I got to run is because I talked to Mike Bankhead and his story was so inspirational that I thought, Mike Rallman, why aren't you doing this? Why don't you try to get out on this, some of this good stuff? And I decided to give it a shot And Phil Scheingold, one of my great friends, who now lives in Florida and is now a part-time cast member, drives some of the boats around Walt Disney World, which I think is so excellent and very cool. He get, got me through a 5K on Castaway Key. And he just said, Mike, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run and we're going to walk. And then we're going to run a little bit. We're going to walk. We're going to run a little. And he taught me about the run, walk, run on Castaway Key for my very first run. And that's how it starts little bitty steps, little bitty things, but it starts because a friend believes in you. And it starts because a friend thinks you can and knows you can. I'm only here because of friendship, because of support of folks like you that take the time to listen to our show. But so many of you have had such a positive impact that have given me the opportunity to get to go to these race weekends. And I just basically want to say thank you. And thank you to everybody who came up and said hello this weekend. I can't name everybody because there were so many folks. I know Scott said he got to meet a a friend in the corrals before the half marathon. She originally was from Kansas and now she lives in Austria, which Scott screwed up and said, Hey mate, or something like that. Thought it was Australia. Nope. It's Austria in Europe. And then I proceeded to tell Scott later in the day, that's a huge upgrade to go from Kansas to Austria because Austria is so beautiful and Kansas is so flat, which she'd probably say Missouri is so flat too. But I just, you know, we're going to wrap this because it's just me and I know this isn't the greatest show, but I just wanted to get my thoughts in on Princess Weekend while things were fresh in my mind, 24 hours returned from Walt Disney World. And just say that, and I know a lot of us come from different perspectives when it comes from our Disney trips. Many of us get to go Cause I was like this years ago, right? I got to go maybe once every few years and it was a big once in a X amount of time trip. And that's super cool because everything is new. Everything is fresh. You go in. That's exactly what I was at Disneyland last year. Right? I mean, you heard it when I got back, everything was new. Ah, the hotel, ah, downtown Disney, ah, this, ah, the Matterhorn. And I'm still that way. Cause I've only been to Disneyland once in my life, but 
to be able to go multiple times, which some of us here that listen to the show, we get, we're so, so blessed to get to do. And I never forget that every trip is still extremely special. And I still get excited for the flight down. I still get excited for the planning. I still get excited to go to Columbia Harbor house. I still get excited for that ice cream cone on main street, USA, because how lucky are we to get to have that memory and that opportunity. And it was just a great weekend, great medals, great shirts, but more importantly, great friends and just made awesome memories. It was, it was wonderful. I loved princess. And here's the good news. I'm signed up for spring surprise, which is only seven weeks away. And I got to see the medals at the expo. These medals are awesome. They're great. So I cannot wait to earn these medals, but more importantly, I get to run these races. And here's the bonus. The longest race of spring surprise weekend is 10 miles. So forget full marathons. We don't even have to do a half marathon at that weekend. 10 miles, which is still a long way, but it's not as far as the other weekend. So score one for us. We're going to have a good time down there in April. So I'm super looking forward to that. So that's kind of a quick recap of the Princess Half Marathon weekend, but share your thoughts. And again, we'll try to have a Sunday night live call and show this Sunday night. But again, I do apologize if I'm not back. Mallory's cheering up in Schaumburg. So we're going to do the best we can with that. But family first, always for you and as well for me. Don't forget our shows brought to you by the magic for less travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. I would love to personally help you plan the next Walt Disney world, Disneyland, Disney cruise line, or adventures by Disney trip. Just swing by the magic Fill out that quote form with as much information as you have that helps things get rolling a lot quicker, but also mention that you heard about them on the be our guest podcast. And what happens then is that the quote comes directly to me and that we'll be working together. We can build that relationship, which I love working with our listeners. It's awesome. So again, check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And if you want shows like this, it's just me, but I talk about stuff other than Disney. I talk about current events. I talk about growing up here in the Midwest, a lot of stories from my childhood, retro things. Join our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. You get a bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. I think you'd like it. Give it a shot. So again, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give me a follow on the social media. I'm at be our guest Mike on Instagram and Twitter. All my pictures are there from Princess Half Marathon Weekend right there on my Instagram. So check that out. And again, we'll do the best we can to get a live show in this Sunday night. But if not, we'll have one a week from Sunday. All right, so we'll be back again on Monday with a great trip report, as always. But until we talk again, hope you have a great weekend. So for Scott, Ricky, and Pam, I'm Mike, wishing you a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.